Hey guys, it's Adonis. I uh, just wanted to jump in here and let you guys know that we had a little bit of an issue with the uh, beginning parts of our recording this week. So unfortunately, uh, there won't be any coffee talk or any small talk during this week's episode. We're going to jump right into Bryce's Let's Get Herbal segment, and then we'll have a continuation of our discussion on education from last week. Um, the reason we didn't just scrap this episode and start fresh is because we had a really really solid conversation about education and we didn't want to lose that. So uh, this is just going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We still have tons of quality conversation. So we hope you guys enjoy it. And we are sorry about the uh, technical difficulties, but we will be back uh, with the full episode next week. Thank you guys for understanding and enjoy the show. back everyone we've got our refill of coffee and actually we have our tea ready as well so let's get herbal everyone i wanted to talk more uh, uh generally talk about tea uh i do have a tea with me but it's not the normal one i typically get uh but i wanted to talk just about uh like like mint leaf tea um whether it's uh tea bags or or loose leaf um I personally uh, really enjoyed mint leaf tea, and I use it specifically for um, for allergy season, for helping clear up my sinuses and everything. I don't have, I don't get too stuffy up here in Washington, but I do a little bit uh, when the seasons change, like right now for spring, and then when summer goes into fall and winter, um, and even or even if I have a cold or something. Uh, just having that mint tea just right there you just just sniff it it'll clear you right up it's just strong it's kind of like uh those listerine strips which i don't even think they make those anymore that might have just dated me oh, really like the, hard the but... breath strips i think they do yeah i think they do i think i feel like they might i haven't seen them yeah <laughs> but maybe uh but like you just put that on your tongue and then immediately just like i would just clear up yeah and it was just it was magic those things i didn't use those for my breath i use those to clear up my sinuses <laughs> and so that so t has been doing that and uh i started doing that actually cause, uh, my dad had mentioned it. i might have even briefly talked about this before about the combination of uh peppermint tea and chamomile and that peppermint tea really just helps clear up my sinuses so the tea i have right now is uh i believe it's big low and it's a it's a mint medley and so it has spearmint and um that's one other thing it's not peppermint it's spearmint and something else and it tastes fine um and but the my main issue with it is that because i haven't done just spearmint before i've always just done peppermint because it's just it's just really strong and i know it's strong and it works this stuff is definitely weaker uh it definitely does not work towards my purpose of what i want it for um, which is to help clear up my sinuses and get those going. And um, so it's not it's not the best. It tastes fine. I did go for a – I always go for a caffeine-free as well because a lot of the peppermint ones right now, um, and most of them are a black tea and half caffeine in them. Mm-hmm. So if you need to clear up sinuses in the morning and you want you know a strong tea instead of a coffee or something like that, that would be great. But for me, I generally drink my tea in the evening to help me like relax and, and go to bed. Gotcha. And so that's why I will combine it with chamomile or some other type of relaxing tea um, to clear up my sinuses for the night and to help me go to bed. Uh, so, yeah, so this is a big low one um, as far as, oh, let's see, how many tea leaves will I give you? <laughs> uh, you know, out of for practicality. Um, you know, I, and to be honest, I have already forgotten my rating system, but right now I'm thinking of practicality and then taste, which I think is what my rating system I was. Think you went, That's how I think you went, I've had a tea uh, segment. Health benefits too, <laughs> at one point, like the, cause I yeah, think you were doing, I think I did too. like how beneficial yeah. it was. So I guess um, that could kind of go with practicality. Like, yeah, I guess we can same. do that. Yeah. Sorry for my inconsistency. <laughs> this has been a little while and I've since thought of tea a little bit in different ways. <laughs> um, 
but so we'll go with practicality and taste and the practicality i'll give it um i mean i guess it is still minty it just still kind of works i'm i'm gonna give it only like two and a half oh damn though okay. out of five just because it really is much much weaker um than anything it really doesn't do a whole lot for me it kind it's kind of like the lacroix of uh is it lacroix lacroix <laughs> La i yeah. still don't know lacroix it's like the lacroix of of mint teas and what i want it okay. to to do <laughs> like it kind of like touches your nose it's like hey yeah i could do something good for you <laughs> but i ain't strong enough yet <laughs> um and then uh for taste uh three it's i mean it you're, you're getting what you get it is it's a spearmint mm. if you're gonna taste that spearmint it's like uh you know spearmint gum just in a tea yeah you know except not as strong in the flavor um i'm i am curious no i'm not i was gonna say i'm curious to see what uh i am curious what it tastes like as like maybe an iced tea or a oh, cold okay tea, but yeah. um but i still know that that would just make the practicality worse it mm. would do even less um but yeah so that's definitely I'm going to score that tea. Uh, Adonis, you, I think, uh, off screen, you mentioned you were you were making some tea, right? Yeah, so uh, a couple episodes ago, I think I mentioned that I was going to sign up for a, uh, or I had signed up for a tea subscription, a loose leaf tea subscription service. You know, I figured why not? I had my, uh, my coffee subscription, my beer subscription, and, you know, why not just uh, hit all three, get the hat trick. Um, so I signed up for tea runners. It's a monthly or bi-monthly or tri-monthly tea subscription service. Um, and what they do is they, there are different options that you can pick from, um, based on the box that you want. So they have, uh, or they have like a, an original tea box, a traditional tea box, a experimental tea box. So, uh, tons of different options and they have, um, I can't remember exactly how many, but it was uh, a lot of different uh, teas that they would combine and put together and send out to you. You get four uh, loose leaf teas every month or every two months or every three months, depending on the option that you choose. And they say that they uh, won't you won't have the same four options in a single box um, pretty much ever. Um, so that's that's cool that the, it varies it up so much. Um but I went with the traditional box and I, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't do an unboxing video because the packaging was super awesome, but I just kind of was impatient and I ripped that thing open, but it was a really cool box and, uh, they give you a little postcard and it's, it's really nice. So I'll do one for my next box that I get in a, in another month and a half. Um, cause I That'd signed cool. up for the bi-monthly box. So I get one every two months. Um, yeah, so the four different teas, uh, the one that I'm trying today is called uh, Lavender Raspberry Honeybush. Um, it's a flavored herbal tea. Uh, it says, this delightful caffeine-free treat is rich in good-for-you antioxidants. Uh, its sweetness pleasantly cut with tart raspberry, creating a perfect balance on the palate. Uh, fragrant and calming lavender adds a sophistication to this tea, further enhancing its place as a part of the ideal bedtime ritual. Uh, a tea runner's favorite, and it actually is a global tea championship winner, uh, third place in the blended herbal division. So that's some good writing. Yeah, Dang, that's some good good marketing <laughs> team there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a championship, a bronze medal championship tea right here. Um, it's uh, ingredients, and this is really cool. Uh, the only three ingredients in the tea are honey bush which i don't even know what the fuck a honey bush is um <laughs> uh lavender petals in natural raspberry flavoring um so uh really good tea i was telling bryce um during the break that as soon as i opened the bag up it was like heaven like it's just super fragrant and just a delicious smell um but i was a little uh pleasantly surprised because i was like oh man this smells really good it smells really sweet and in the back of my mind i was worried that it might be too sweet but it actually is uh much more fragrant than it is flavorful so the flavor is there definitely but it's a much more subtle taste um it is really sweet so i wouldn't recommend adding any sugar or or honey or anything else to this tea it's very much uh sweet enough as is uh and it's just a really light really pleasant tea i'm, I'm really digging it um the good thing about tea runners also is that the bags that they give you of the tea 
they're good for pretty much they advertise 30 to 40 cups based on a single tablespoon serving a uh, single teaspoon serving sorry um tablespoon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it's really good and i'll have plenty of opportunities to try it again over the next year um but yeah it's really really good uh definitely recommend tea runners it's not super expensive the the box this box that i got was 25 bucks and um like i said four different teas at at least 30 cups uh per bag per tea you know do the math on that yourself it's too early for me uh but you get <laughs> you get a lot you get a lot of tea for 25 bucks um and they're all super interesting and and unique blends and stuff so i i appreciate it what i also appreciate is that on the front of every bag because you know different or teas brew differently depending on what they are. Uh, it gives you pretty much like a recommended uh, water temperature, recommended serving size, recommended steeping time. So it gives you all of that information right on the bag so that you won't have to like, you know, save it or, or look it up every single time. Um, so yeah, really cool. Really, really good, really good service, really good tea. Definitely something that I'm excited to explore more and glad that I signed up for. That is awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, that sounds really good. I actually, when I, whenever I start grabbing loose leaf tea, like I originally wanted to do, I'm definitely going to look into that. That sounds, sounds really great actually. Yeah, man. And I know you said you wanted to be more sort of like stationary before you did it, but I mean, the individual bags come and they're relatively small, you know, just throw it in your suitcase and yeah, all you need is some hot water, you know? Last long enough. They're compact enough. Absolutely. All right. Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> I wonder if, uh, uh, hmm. Well, now I'm just thinking out loud. It'd be cool if I could just maybe I'll try and get some uh, mailed to me in my hotel or something. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make some make some magic happen. I mean, see, you'll be there for a happens. couple of weeks, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll be at each venue for at least a minimum seven or eight days. So we shall see what happens with that. Uh, I did actually. I wanted to add. Uh, this isn't about tea. Uh, we're gonna kind of dive into the to the beer segment for us just oh, a brief second sure, but on. we had talked about how i think we talked about it on on podcast mm-hmm. i don't think it was off recording um how my buddy said yeah. that he was gonna be able to find me yeah uh that perfect ipa i told him and i told him i was like uh my buddy adonis is saying that uh if you if you're <laughs> able to do that you know that's just that's me magic but you know we're all very skeptical that you can do this yeah. and he's like you don't understand bryce oh I will. <laughs> he's he's okay. pretty much 100% guaranteed yeah. he'll be able to find me. I'm excited. That IPA that I will enjoy. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and maybe, you know, to, to his defense, maybe he'll introduce you to something that's just not a basic bitch IPA. And I, maybe, I know you said you've explored a little bit, but maybe you need something that's like super experimental or or like hyper craft, you know. Maybe you've just been yeah, exploring maybe. the basic bitch ones and maybe you'll know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> maybe I just, you know, maybe it's because I've been drinking just all the stuff you can buy at the store, but mm. that has to be from a brewery. Maybe I just maybe they do say IPA is all wrong. I was told that the most important thing, and I think I mentioned this during my first uh, uh, home sweet foam segment, was that they say the biggest thing in IPA enjoyment is freshness. So you know, you have to get it fresh. Definitely, the fresher, the better. That's what they say. So. Alright, well, we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> wanted to touch on that for a second and uh, get the con- you know get the uh, tension going with that. Mm. <laughs> um, but we will jump into part two of our school discussion. Um, we clearly talked about it a lot on the episode, and we could have just kept going. We have a lot of thoughts on it. It's a big discussion. There's there's just so many different. Uh, branches to talk about when it comes to school. For so sure. many different you know personal experiences and. Uh, you know, research that's been done on it, and there's just there's just a lot to talk about. And I think today we wanted to focus more on the secondary education portion of schooling and um, kind of discuss the importance of it uh, in our lives or the role it plays in our lives and or our lack thoughts thereof. on it and or lack thereof <laughs> and uh, and for future generations, you know, if we have kids or for, you know, our nieces, nephews and just generations coming up and just, uh, we wanted to really focus on that. So let us start by talking about the role 
it has or hasn't played in our lives. Uh, Adonis, do you want to start us off? Uh, sure. So my uh, experience, uh, if you will, with uh, higher education, as soon as I graduated from high school, last week I talked about how I was a good student and, you know, how I was generally an A-B student and how school was important to me. And that was all true. Uh, as soon as I got out of high school, I had applied to several different colleges. Um, I grew up or uh, my high school career was in Indiana. Um, so I had applied to Indiana University. Um, gotten in, um, well, actually rewind a little bit further. I didn't want to go to Indiana university. I didn't want to go to IU because I was from Bloomington. Like I went to Bloomington high school, um, in Bloomington, for those of you who don't know is where IU is. So, you know, I would have been a townie townie, um, and I didn't want to be a townie. So I had actually applied to, uh, Purdue university, um, which is a great engineering school out there in Indiana. And I was like, it'll be close enough to, so that I'm at home. Um, I'm close enough to home, but I'm also farther enough, far enough away so I can go off and do my own thing. Um, had some personal stuff happen in my life and that ended up not being an option anymore. Um, so I moved back home and um, decided, okay, you know, I can't go to Purdue uh, because of that personal stuff. Uh, we'll go to IU instead. So I applied to IU. Uh, got in um, and, you know, I was I was doing it, rocking it for about uh, a semester. Um, but then I was also working full time uh, because of said personal stuff. I had to work full time and I just couldn't balance that work school sort of um, life. And one of them had to go. I had to sit down with myself and be like, hey, you can't do both. You need to do one. Um, and unfortunately school was the one that could be sacrificed at that moment because I had to work. I didn't have an option not to work. Um, I guess I could have just taken out a bunch of loans and not worked, but I didn't want to do that. Had to take out enough loans as it was to pay for my tuition. I didn't want to have to take out loans to live my life or to do the things that I had to do. So, uh, I decided to just drop out and I did, um, worked a couple years later. I, um, my, so without going into too much detail about what the personal stuff that I keep referencing is, um, like I was, me and my older sister were taking care of my younger brother. Um, he was 15 at the time that I graduated from high school and was starting my college career. So my sister and I basically wanted to make sure he was able to, to, to finish high school uninterrupted, like not having to uproot his life and, and, you know, go live with some relative super far away. Um, so we decided to sort of, you know, just stick it out and whatever happened after he turned 18 and got into school and was on his own track to do what he wanted to do, we would sort of, uh, figure out our own lives. Um, so when that time happened three years later, I decided, okay, you know, my responsibilities have been fulfilled to a point where I feel comfortable moving away. And that's when I came here to Arizona. Um, and I had originally had plans to go to film school um, here in Arizona. Um, but then that didn't happen. Uh, well, I was at I was at film school was was there long enough. And then it, I just felt like it wasn't for me. I was actually presented with an opportunity to go and shoot a film somewhere. So again, I was I was uh, sort of given the opportunity given the option to either continue with film school or to take this opportunity to go shoot this film. And I went with the latter. So I chose to go shoot the film and drop out of film school. Um, and that didn't work out either. <laughs> film sort of hit a, a stalling point and never picked back up. Uh, so, you know, there was a, a bad decision on my point. And at that point, I was 24. And I was like, you know what, I'm just not this school thing is not for me anymore. Um, and I, I never that that's pretty much my experience with it. I never went back. So initially had always had plans to go back, had always had plans to sort of finish. But I think life just sort of happens and throws you curveballs. And sometimes you can hit them and sometimes you you strike out. Um, and not to say that I struck out. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm living pretty comfortably. Um, and I just I don't have that sort of formal education under my belt, which is fine. You know, I think I think life is a is a teacher in itself. So I, I'm I think I'm doing OK in the classroom of life. But uh, yeah, that's my that's my personal experience with secondary or higher education. Um, Bryce, what about you? I was uh, definitely raised, uh, you know, graduate high school, go to college. Mm -hmm. That's that's what you're doing. Um, and that 
is um let's see we're even start with them i have so many thoughts <laughs> uh but so that was pretty much how how that was and i so in the last episode i mentioned i was a c student that was a little bit of an exaggeration i had a couple i had like one or two c's throughout my high school career i was mostly a b student but i definitely had the mentality of not trying mm. i think that's why i said i was a c student because for me for myself to be a C student would mean to be just not trying. So that was where it comes from. It was a lack of uh, actual effort from my part because gotcha. I didn't feel like high school deserved my effort. Gotcha. Um, and so I uh, so I did that, went through school, Bs, couple Cs, uh, graduated, uh, and I had signed up for full-time for school, for college, uh, and moved out of my house. I needed – I was very much needed my own space, needed the – get away from my siblings and my family and just everything. It was just, everything was so strict. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I needed my own, I needed to just live somewhere else. Um, and so I did. And so that started the battle of, uh, my financial jadedness with school. Cause that was always what it came down to for me. It always came down to finances, uh, which I feel like is, you know, a lot of people's, yeah, things however i uh, like you didn't want to pull out all these loans i wanted to be able to just pay out of pocket and do it so that's what i did i'd pay out of pocket every single semester for a full semester um at community college and then i would drop out halfway through mm-hmm. for at least half of my classes and i would always finish at least one class maybe i'd finish two classes but i would always drop out of half of it so i would lose at least half of my money mm-hmm. which was it was a lot of money especially when I had bills to pay and, and things like that. And so I kind of just, uh, so that was a financial aspect of that. Uh, the mental aspect was I just burned out all the time from working Mm. one or two jobs and trying to do school full time. So that's why I'd have to drop out. And it was just this constant cycle for, I think like four or five years I did this. And I just kept telling myself, no, I have to finish college. And I would get re-pumped up and sign up for a full semester again. And then drop again. Like this happened every semester for mm. a few years. I just kept going in this cycle. Um, and uh, I got kind of jaded from it, not just from the burnout, but because I just, I could never get approved for any grants or any scholarships or anything. Okay. Whereas this, whenever my siblings applied, they, uh, they would apply and they immediately got grants and stuff. And it, did, it had to do a lot with family life and how the dynamic was changing and, and things like that. And I think some laws had changed on how things worked by the time that they were going to college, maybe. Um, but uh, but I just felt like every time I tried, it was always just a financial struggle. And I always had to choose work. I always chose work first uh, instead of school uh, for a couple of reasons. One, yeah, I got to live. Got bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just a, ne- a necessity of life. Sure. Uh, two... Um, I knew, I don't know how I knew again, I didn't have all this, I didn't have all this kind of exposure to finances in my life. Like I didn't know, technically know anyone that had all this debt or had things like this. I think I just, you know, I grew up reading a lot of books, watching a lot of movies Mm. and I just, you know, learned all that stuff. And it's like, I don't want to go into all this debt. Um, just for something I don't even know I want to do. Yeah. Because at that point, I was just trying to do college. Even after those years of burning out, I was just trying to do it because I thought it was something I was supposed to do. Mm. I, to that, even you know, after a few years gone by, I still had not taken the time to think, is this actually for me? Um, so that was my early on experience with that. I did eventually take out a small loan to do a small certificate. I completed a small business certificate, which was only like, I think it was like four or five online classes and I could do them. Um, the, the beauty of online school was that I could do it at my own pace. There were eight week blocks and I could schedule them whenever I wanted. And I com- would complete them in a few weeks because that's how my brain works. Like I, I, I binge things and I, when I want to crack down, I want to be able to, I don't want to have to wait for a week for uh, a test to unlock. Mm. Like if I'm ready for the test, let me take the test. Let mm. me get out of this class and move on to the next class. Um, so that worked really well for me. I did complete that, but it was a loan and I did have to pay that off. And, 
that certificate doesn't really mean much to me mm. to this day, <laughs> but it was something I did, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my personal experience with that. It was a lot of burnout and a lot of um, financial walls mm. the entire time, just complete financial walls. Um, and um, yeah, and it was just crazy because I had friends that were working more they were working like several different part-time jobs like four or five different part-time and volunteering for like their degree like volunteering doing like community service in places and doing full-time university classes yeah and like that stuff blew that's i think it was the the fact that i had friends like that i think made me kept feeling like i need well if they can do that i should be able to do this like this is nothing and my dad raised me and the kids and you know my brothers and sister you know well getting his master's degree and working and two jobs. Like if he can do it, you know, I kept comparing myself. That was the huge issue. I compared myself to all these things and it was just made for an all around bad personal experience with, uh, with college. Sure. And that's Um, the thing. I think that's important to sort of recognize is that like circumstances and, you know, personal lives and things like that, they play a huge portion or they play a huge part in the sort of, uh, decision-making process, especially when you're younger. Um, and I, well, I mean, I commend, like you said, there are people out there who, who did both. And, you know, I, I know people personally who, you know, just sucked it up, worked a full-time job and worked and went to school full-time and, you know, they're reaping the rewards of that right now. And, yeah, and I couldn't do cool. that personally. And it was just like, so I, I think it just, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to to make excuses for myself because sure I could have doubled down and worked harder and sacrificed all my personal time and finished school while working full time, but I didn't. You know, <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't think I could do that at the time. Um, and just like you, like I'm sure you could have just sucked it up and said, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, work and go to school and and finish and not get burned out. But you know, it didn't happen that way. So. We can't we can't constantly look back on what things didn't happen because they didn't happen. You know, we don't have a time machine. We can't go back to fix them, quote unquote. But um, I think anyone who, you know, went one route over the other, I don't think you can judge people for not choosing your route. Right. I mean, I don't think Mm -hmm. it's fair to judge anyone for not doing things the way you did them because you have no idea what their circumstances were or, or, you know, where they were at in their life during that time. So I think, I just think there's this sort of stigma out there about, about judging people for the decisions that they've made, especially in school. Uh, when you, when, you know, we have no idea what other people are going through. Like, it's so easy to Mm -hmm. say you could have just gone to school, you know, and, but it's, it's, rarely is it ever that easy you know so absolutely and it kind of leads into uh what i want to ask next a little bit and uh so with our personal experiences of of trying to go to secondary education um and with the thoughts and and thinking that we have now in the day and age that we're in right now what um what are your thoughts towards secondary education now? Uh, not uh, we can talk about it for ourselves personally uh, in a minute, but right now I think I want to focus on for other people that mm. are ready, getting ready for college and everything. Like, what do you? How do you view secondary education for people just now going into? Secondary yeah, education? I mean, I think I think it's definitely important. Um, it's funny because I I just watched this sort of documentary called. Um, Operation Varsity Blues, and it was on the sort of college admission scandal that happened a couple years ago, where uh, wealthy people were basically paying um, to get their kids into into better schools, mm-hmm. um, even though that their their kids weren't qualified to go to those schools. And I think that's a big part of it. I think a lot of kids feel pressure, and not not now not even just from their parents but from social media you know we see all these videos of kids posting you know their reactions to getting into a school or you know opening up an email to see if they were accepted or not and it's it's become its own culture um and i think a lot of a lot of kids feel pressure to be a part of that. They want to, you know, go to the same schools as their friends are going to. And they want to be able to post on social media that, hey, yeah, I got into Harvard or Yale or whatever. Like, you know, um, so I think there's just so much pressure aimed at these young people and they are willing to do anything and everything to get into these schools because it, it, it comes with the level of 
of prestige, right? It comes with a level of, of accomplishment. And yeah, absolutely. Anyone who has worked hard enough and earned their spot in one of those schools should feel proud of that and they should feel accomplished. But that route isn't for everyone. And if you are not one of those people, I don't think it's fair to, to beat yourself up about it or to to feel less than because you weren't able to necessarily accomplish what those other kids did like that just it wasn't in the cards for you and for whatever reason maybe you didn't study hard enough maybe you had other stuff going on at home whatever the reason may be you are not a part of that specific uh, group of people and you can't beat yourself up up about it like that does nothing that helps you that doesn't help you at all so i think you know i think it's we need to reach a point in society where we are celebrating everyone for whatever accomplishment they can have, you know, like as, as many doctors exactly. and lawyers as we need. Yeah. But we also need, you know, plumbers and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. HVAC employees like those, those positions matter too. Right. We need to celebrate that as well. Um, and I, I think a lot of kids just feel like they, they shouldn't be celebrated or they, they don't have that sense of accomplishment for, for doing something, uh, without the prestige of getting into a four-year college and pursuing a degree in, in architecture or, or whatever, you know? So I feel like we just need to sort of readjust as a society and learn to celebrate and accept everyone for any accomplishment and not put so much, uh, so much of like a hierarchy on it. Like, you know, just be thankful and, and take, pleasure in anything that you can accomplish it doesn't have to be one specific thing yeah i mean i completely agree with all those sentiments Uh, we're definitely on the same wavelength when it comes to all that i think whatever path you choose it is your choice that you made and you're choosing to accomplish something like that is in the end that's what's in common you're choosing to accomplish something that is uh, going to allow you to participate in society one way or the other, mm-hmm. whether that is using your examples, being an architect or uh, being a scientist of some sort or um, or going into um, an institute for a, a trade sure. like like plumbing or automotive trade sure. or anything like that. Like they're all necessary for different reasons. Yeah. And uh, it's just there's so much comparison and there's so much less than and more than. And I, I mean, I definitely went through all, all those feelings. Like that was why I kept trying to get into college. I felt like I was supposed to be doing this because otherwise, like, what am I doing? Mm. And then I realized that I didn't like that kind of, you know, twist the perspective a lot for on many different levels. One, the self-esteem is super low for no valid reason. Mm. And two, what does that say about me and my judgment of other people sure. and other people who are not trying to go to school? Like what? I mean, th- that puts on uh, that builds up inside of me a judgment of other people whether i'm intentionally doing it or not like it, it builds that yeah and uh I, I learned that a little bit later on and and didn't like that at all <laughs> and so uh fixed uh worked on that um and it's just important that when you are looking at secondary education whether it's trade school a four-year degree uh doctorates uh just really see what you're what you're studying really see what you're going for and that is such a big loaded thing to say because there is so much you can learn in school and there's so much that is fluff that you know you have to get through the fluff to start learning what you want to learn sure uh, which i personally am not a fan of which is that's a different discussion but um you know really it's it just wasn't talked about with me personally enough when I was in high school. It was just a matter of, no, you're going like, yeah. like this is, this is the path you're going to college. But you know, it didn't mean anything. I got a lot of, um, Oh, it doesn't matter. You can do anything like you, you know, such, you know, this and that, like you can just, you can go to school for anything. It's like, yeah, that doesn't help a 16, 17 no. year old in high school. Like <laughs> exactly. what does anything mean? I don't know what anything means. Yeah. And I wasn't living a life. I was a, a hermit who had some friends. I would play guitar hero all the time and hail and do puzzles sure. and stuff. Like I wasn't doing anything to learn what anything meant. So, uh, so when I got into college and was told I could do anything, I was like, Oh, well, if I can do anything, then that means I can go full time and work full time and yeah. balance life. And just like these other, you know, some of my friends were doing, Yeah. Like, no, I mentally 
was not capable of doing anything. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's you learn one way or the other, but I would be much happier if more people could learn in not the burnout method and they could learn beforehand. And I think it's also, <laughs> I think it's also important because I, to your point about, you know, the whole, you can do anything, you can be anything. Yeah, that's true, I guess. But I think a lot of um, sort of the emphasis on that is, you know, we just want you to be successful. We want you in your personal life to do something that's going to make you feel successful. There's such a, I feel like such a selfish way that it's presented to you from, you know, whatever the force may be, teachers, counselors, parents, friends, like it's always like, you need to do this for yourself. How about instead we look at it as like, what can I do to contribute to society? Like, what can I do to help mm -hmm. society better? And maybe if you presented it in that sense, maybe people would feel more you know inclined to go get their education because they're like oh i can i can help the world by doing this instead of like oh you know you're you need to be financially stable and you need to have this education for the betterment of yourself it's like how about we think of it in a much bigger picture and and think about how we can contribute to society and i don't Absolutely. you don't hear that often you don't hear like oh you know People don't want to become doctors, and this is a blanket statement, and I know some of them do, but people don't want to become doctors. Like the driving force, the motivation isn't to heal and help people. It's because doctors are probably in one of the highest percentiles of, you know, making money in the United States, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why that's why people want to be doctors. It's because I can make money and I can buy a big house and I can have nice cars. But that shouldn't be the motivation in becoming a doctor. The, the motivation should be helping and healing people. Absolutely. And th those questions are exactly something I'm just barely recently just seriously thinking about just this past couple few years. Like I finally have broken down kind of a lot of my jadedness yeah. from my experiences as a young adult and um, breaking through some walls and uh, have been came up to those questions mm. uh, just kind of uh, on my own through th just trying to figure out what am I doing? You know, I mean, that's a big question that can go through any topic of life. Um, but it's, it's just such, it's such an important perspective. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that would take away a lot of the comparisons. It would create a lot more support between people, whether as acquaintances or as friends, it would grow bonds a lot more because when you think of yourself as contributing to society and you look at your skill sets or you look at what skill sets you want to build mm -hmm. to contribute, um, when you look at yourself that way, that's how you're going to, you know, look at others and you'd be like, um, you know, someone's going to, you know, hold their hand and help them get to a certain spot or you're going to support them and be excited for somebody else who's on that same journey. Exactly. Like, oh, we're all we're all on this individual journey to contribute and help each other out. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, the other person is learning, being an architect, being a plumber, sure. being whatever, that passion of wanting to contribute and help each other out is there. Yeah. And that is the key thing. Whereas right now, I feel at least when we were being raised, I'm not sure. The, the general consensus now but when we were being raised it was very much just what path is gonna bring money and allow me to just i mean just make money survive in yeah. life like thrive yeah you know as far as financially speaking i mean that's really what it comes down how can i be just like you were saying how can i be successful how can i own my own business just to own it so i can control everything it's a control and money thing yeah um I think, and you know, that's not like an evil thing. Like no, that's just no, yeah. You know, it's an un at all. It's just it, that's just the way it is, and you know, it, it's just something. I think I think there's a better way of of going about it. Yeah, I feel like nowadays, especially with the youth in the youth. There I go, an eighty year old man. man. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got through without aging ourselves, hard, and you, you had to go and. <laughs> Um, 80, 80 year old yourself yeah and i just you know i think the kids today are so obsessed with the perception of things you know like reading this report from uh it's hetching uh com, and it's like talking about how like community colleges are just being abandoned because they're the enrollment is down because so many kids would rather not go to college than have to post about going to a community college. Because, again, there's that stigma of, you know, oh, you're only going to a community college because you couldn't get into a four year college. And it's like that that the perception and being, you know, seen 
And I think that's a benefit for you and I. Like when we were in this process, like we weren't constantly being berated on social media about people, you know, getting into four-year mm-hmm. colleges and getting their degrees. And sure, you'll see a, po- a picture here and there, but like now, it's just they're just bombarded with the accomplishments of other people and they think oh i'm gonna be embarrassed if i have to go to a community college rather than going to uh, a four-year university you know not thinking about oh it's it may be more practical for me it's gonna be more affordable for me and i can work on getting to where i need to be you know in the future but right now you know a community college is going to be the better choice for me no that doesn't even though that makes sense for people in their specific situations, it's all about perception. It's all about I can't I can't go to a community college because it's embarrassing for some reason, you know, and it's it's disappointing. And I really hope that it, that the trend doesn't continue. But I think that's the biggest problem facing kids these days is just it's just perception. Yeah, I think it faces more than just kids. So I think it faces through through anyone trying to trying to. Uh, just go to secondary education now um, more than we realize. I know for myself personally, like as much as we're talking about all this, as much as, you know, I'm talking about not comparing and not doing this. Like when I am, am meeting someone and talking with someone and they mention, you know, they have these degrees and this or that, like they don't judge me. Like they don't, I have great friends, you know, that don't, don't look down on me at all. But my, these are still walls I'm working on. These sure. are still things I'm personally going through. And, you know, as a 31-year-old man is figuring out, you know, how to break that perception of why why do I care so much? Like, because I, I don't, but it's that wall from when I was younger is still there mm. of just like, well, I didn't go to college, so how are they going to perceive me? Like, sure. are, am I even going to be treated with respect or, you know, am I just someone who didn't go to school? Like, what what am I to them? And just like you were talking about, the whole perception thing, and for some reason, you know, as it's a smaller percentage now than it was a few years ago, but it still occupies a piece of my mind. Yeah. Um, and I haven't figured out how to completely break it, but that's, it's, it's such a strong feeling and it's crazy because it doesn't have a place at all. Every time I feel it, I'm like, no, go away. (laughs) Like I've, I've gotten good at just shooing it away, but it still pops up and I'm still just kind of like, why are you still here? (laughs) You don't mean anything. Um, and so, it's just it's it's all crazy now now my thoughts are jumbled i'm i'm, I'm in it but <laughs> yeah i mean it's true though i mean i think that the whole you know the the stigma around certain paths just they just don't need to exist everybody's circumstances are different everyone's paths are going to be different like just because you did something or you did you went a certain way in your life doesn't mean that that's the right way you know like it everybody's right way is different sure other paths present better opportunities maybe and that's fine and dandy but that doesn't mean that's the only way to go you know everybody is different everyone's going to pursue life differently so instead of judging other people for the decisions and the paths that they've gone down how about you just focus on yourself and where you're going like i don't understand the need to feel like you're more than or in in our in you know in our case like we don't need to feel less than for for choosing a different direction but society puts that they they put those you know frames up and everyone just has to try to squeeze into one and if i'm not in one frame uh, if, if i am one frame i'm gonna think i'm in the right frame if you know everyone else is in another frame i'm gonna think they're in the wrong frame so it's 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 just disappointing over anything else truly is uh well on that note i think that's a good wrapping point for our second part of that um uh again we can easily keep talking about all this forever there's just so much but good wrapping point uh we will take a break now final break and we'll come back with the brewer's choice for everyone so take a break and go get your refill of coffee brb Welcome back, everyone. Hopefully you are all ready for Brewer's Choice. Uh, I'll go ahead and start us off. Um, I'm going to recommend some quality garbage (laughs) out there. Uh, It is enjoyable. It is phenomenal. So 303 has been making new music, and they decided instead of trying to get onto Tiny Desk Concert, 
they were going to make a Tiny Dick concert and do their own version of it. Yikes. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, a ridiculous title. <laughs> and But naturally, I've been listening to them. It's been fun, and I pulled that up. And, uh, you know, it was quaint to listen to them do kind of a, you know, softer, not quite acoustic, but, uh, you know, softer, non-produced poppy versions of their music. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, feel free to give that a listen. I, I mean, I did enjoy it. I enjoy my, <laughs> my absolutely obnoxious 303. What, what genre would you classify them as? I, they're pop. I mean, they're, pop, they're just pop. A, a, I mean, I don't know all the subgenres of pop, Okay. but <laughs> I would just classify them as, you know, just like pop. they'd have to be like pop, pop rock though. I don't know. No, they're not. Well, I mean, they're not. They, I, to call them pop, I feel like I'm looking it up right now. What genre <laughs> is three? Because they were oh, never like three. Pop electronic I dance music. Okay. I guess electronic. Oh, I guess EDM? I've been blending electronic and pop too much. So yeah, EDM. Really? It's just a, a okay. They are synth pop, crunk core, trap, electronic rock, alter- alternative rock. When did they have alternative rock music? I, I never. I don't remember ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know that Wikipedia, one song by them, and that was uh, that was. Yeah, it. that's Wikipedia's on something. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Someone feel free to correct us on their genres. I don't know, uh, but it's electronic music, I guess. I, don't I know. guess, yeah. They're just. I consider mainstream as a genre, and they are a mainstream band. So they're mm-hmm. a radio band now. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was fun. Tiny Dick Concerts, uh, three hundred three. Nice. You get to watch a um, hipster version of uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck from Kevin Smith movies, pretty much, because that's what they look like. Oh, it's funny. Nice. Yeah, that's what they look like to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. All right, Donis, what do you got for us? Um. So uh, hopefully something more quality. <laughs> I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Well, I, I've talked about that the, the fact that I'm getting married on the podcast, I know. But um, I have uh, – I'm getting married in November. Um, and so I've been trying to, you know, eat healthier, trying to uh, work out a little bit more and trying to – just get in a little bit better shape um, before the wedding day, you know, fit in a nicer tux and, you know, do 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 the whole thing right. Um, so I recently downloaded an app called uh fastic and it is a intermittent fasting app because that's what i've been sort of doing or trying to do uh over these last couple of months last few weeks uh been trying to do the intermittent fasting thing and uh yeah it's it's just kind of tough uh because it's you know it's it's a rough ride because you get hungry and then you can't eat until you know a certain time and you had to have to squeeze in all your eating in an eight hour window. Uh, and for someone who works like me, random hours, it's it's hard to get into a schedule. It's hard to get into a rhythm because sometimes I'll work a super late shift. Sometimes I'll work super early shifts. So it's, it's hard to sort of fit in the intermittent fasting uh, for someone with a, a rocky schedule like I have. Uh, but the app does a really good job of helping me keep track of things Um Everyone likes to see, you know, goals <laughs> presented in a nice and organized way. Uh, and the app does it much better than I could ever do in my in my notes app or on my computer. So um, it just it's a really nice, like all in one place for me to keep track of everything. Uh, it, it, it monitors like exercise. It uh, keeps you can keep track of how much water you're drinking. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing about it is that it lets you know when you're supposed to start fasting, when you're supposed to stop fasting and things like that. So it's just a really nice way. I've been using it for a few days and it's a really nice way to keep things all together and, uh, you know, helps with the accountability aspect of, of fasting. Um, so excited to use it more, excited to uh, keep up with it. But yeah, it's, it's just a nice all in one app to keep track of everything and there's a free version and a paid version i'm currently just using the free version so um who knows if i get more into it maybe i'll I'll add the premium version but yeah it's a really really good app awesome definitely far superior in quality recommendation that's a good balance too yeah you know so what we did this brewer's choice i like it (laughs) always balancing each other out absolutely that's what we're here to do (laughs) 
Well, on that note, uh, everyone, uh, please write in. Let us know what you thought about the episode, what you think about education. I'm sure we'll have other parts of the discussion in the future. Uh, I don't think we're planning on one right away like we did this time. But uh, in the future, there certainly will be more discussion. I think this is our first Uh, uh, two-part episode. Yeah, think so. Uh, it might be. Uh, we've we've touched on mental health topics a couple times. Oh, I guess I meant like guess, back to back, like you know. Yeah, I guess yeah. back to back. Yeah, there's definitely our first back to back one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you guys think if you like uh that kind of back to back conversation piece, um, or if uh it doesn't really matter to you one way or the other, mm-hmm. whether it's back to back or if it's you know a few episodes apart. Or if you want a, a three hour episode, you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you want a six hour just uh free for all episode, you just want to hear us talk passionately about stuff, yeah. uh let us know that too. We'll uh we will make something happen. Uh, and it will be the brood podcast cut. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) maybe there'll be some cinematics involved we got some slow motion uh phrases changing Uh, up the score a little bit yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the whole tone and vibe of the flow adding uh, some guest stars you know re re uh (laughs) recording some spots you know (laughs) (laughs) but please write into uh brood convos at gmail.com no we have that new email now well that that one still exists that one still exists exists. still exists uh but let's certainly also write into what is uh, the new one it's feedback uh so for the general any general feedback you can just write into feedback at broodpodcast.com or you can Beautiful. write into Bryce at brewpodcast.com or Adonis at brewpodcast.com if you want to get in touch with either of us directly. If you have any secret uh, love notes you want to share with one of us, you know, you can do that by just uh, mm. writing into our love, individual. Love secret love notes. Really, yeah. really makes my work days a lot nicer. <laughs> really just wake up in the morning, read a secret love note, yeah. and just my morale's up all day. Send it, send it anonymously thing. and put like, do you like me? Yes or no? Circle one and we'll... Uh, We'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we like well, all of maybe. you, so the answer will always be yes. You know. <laughs> Plot twist: there will be a no, one and out of every hundred. <laughs> Let's find out who the lucky winners are. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Brood Podcast and Facebook at Brood Podcast, uh, and. Please feel free to come into our Discord. We actually had some a little lovely movie chat about uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Oh, yeah, I uh, saw that recently. I saw that. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for joining in on that. That was definitely enjoyable. Uh, as much as we disagreed on it, uh, it was enjoyable to have someone uh, to talk to yeah. about these movies. Uh, so definitely jump into the server. Plenty of different categories to talk about. You know, anime, music movies uh our our episodes directly throwing you can have our education conversation in the episode uh i will create a category for that as well uh and that is our episode for this week everyone adonis any final parting words uh no keep keep on rocking in the free world keep on rocking in the free world (laughs) get tsa (laughs) pre-check thank you for listening to another episode of brood podcast i'm bryce thanks guys i'm adonis As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.